Hello, friends. Welcome to another Manologue episode. Today is Thanksgiving, and it is one of my more favorite holidays, usually around, you know, family and food and football. Uh, And one of the reasons I like today is because it, obviously, its intention is to reflect on what we have and who we have. But today, I'm reflecting on a different kind of gratitude. I'm reflecting on gratitude for what is possible, gratitude for opportunity. And of course, I'm grateful for what I have and who I have. Often it's because of what I have and who I have that I can be grateful for what might be possible. In some ways, or maybe metaphorically, this is being grateful for the canvas, not the paint, not just the paint, or grateful for the studio, not just the music. And this type of gratitude can be carried with us every day. It can be carried with us through seeing the mundane as meditative It can be carried with us by seeing with fresh eyes what is called shoshin. Uh, It can be carried with us by a spirit of curiosity. And I think one of the things that makes the gratitude gratitude for what's possible so special is it is its own kind of privilege. If you're further down Maslow's hierarchy and you're just trying to survive for food or water, shelter, trying to avoid being killed. Um, Or maybe you're up a little higher in Maslow's hierarchy, but you still have to, you're dealing with volatile or unhealthy or toxic family situations or a shitty job or bad relationships, whatever. It's hard to be grateful for what might be possible because you can't see. So if you can see what's possible, what might be possible, then you're in a place of privilege. Um, artists like Rick Rubin, Stephen Pressfield, Julie Cameron, Jacob Nordby, a few others, they talk about this place where you are the recipient, the conduit between spirit and art, between muse and making. And I think that place of gratitude for what's possible is a very similar seat. I call this receptive action. Um, And what I mean by that is a kind of unfolding openness of potentiality. You're sitting, you're noticing. So you're receiving. You're receiving insight. You're receiving sometimes instruction. You're receiving um, ideas. Uh, And then the action takes place. And then you begin to create. And it's only when we create that we actually make what's possible real. You cannot make what's possible real through wishful thinking. Certainly there's serendipity. Absolutely. But even in that, we still have things to do. As I frequently point out in the story in the Bible of Noah's Ark, Noah built the ark. 
not God. So receptive action, this place of gratefulness or gratitude for what's possible, does require its own kind of work. And a good portion of my life is about creativity now. There's the essays I write. There's the podcasts I record with the other guests or these monologues. Then, of course, there's everything that Virginia and I are building with Massive and the content and the thought leadership and the offerings and all that creative output. And occasionally I write songs or poems. I probably should write another book. Whatever, whatever though, I'm creating, I have to do it from this place of receptive action, this place of gratitude for what's possible. Because if I do it out of obligation, it doesn't work. It feels forced. If I do it because it's on the calendar to do it, and if that's the only reason I'm doing it, the only reason I'm creating it will inevitably be flat and uninteresting. So in, in this lies this, this beautiful dance that we have between the material and the mystic. This beautiful dance between being a soul and being an animal. This beautiful dance between work and play. And one of the things that I'm grateful for from a possibility standpoint is that all of life contains, with, contains within it the potentiality for a creative act, a form of creative expression. I think it's from here that entrepreneurism as a spiritual practice is rooted as well. I'm grateful for possibility that's fueled by conviction. So I, I don't dream necessarily of wealth in the sense of having things. Uh, I dream of having some wealth for the impact that it would provide. Certainly, I'm grateful for the possibility that through wealth, not disconnected though from purpose that we can have adventures and go to places and experience life, have adventures. But I'm also aware that the singular pursuit of money or wealth for the sake of possessing or acquiring, and especially at the cost of disconnecting from your soul or your purpose is just not worth it. Because it is a fine line, really, depending on if we live from the ego or from the soul. It is a fine line between gratitude and possessiveness or being miserly or clinging or holding on to. Uh, it is one thing to be thankful for what you have. It is another thing to be afraid of having it be taken away. And this is true also with being grateful for what's possible. If our imagination is around status, our imagination is around what we think it would be like to be rich, 
we are robbing ourselves of the possibility of using, of seeing that we can use our gifts, use our talents to create meaningful, beautiful things in the world. So as you go through today or whenever you listen to this, but on this day of Thanksgiving, I would ask you what are you grateful for when it comes to possibility? What might be ahead of you in a positive way or in a beautiful way? What materials are you working with that you can also be grateful for? And what would you create? What kind of life would you create? What kind of art would you create? What kind of meaning would you create if you knew that the thing that is possible could be made real by your own actions. I would also gently challenge you using a a term from my dear friend Bryce Hoffman to red team this, which is how can you fuck this up? I ask myself that all the time. Like what of my own behaviors, habits, mindsets, biases could steal opportunity from me, could steal possibility from me. I know that growing up poor and dealing with, at various times, financial issues, especially 21 years as an entrepreneur, that I have tended to play small. But playing small is its own form of miserliness in many ways, its own form of narcissism, of reverse narcissism. So I'm aware of myself and how I and my biases can certainly be a thief of my own potentiality or my own belief in creating things. So that's my challenge for y'all today. That's something for you to consider. And I'm grateful for all of you that listen, comment, share. This community of the third way is uh, not... It doesn't, sometimes it feels like I'm shouting into the void, but then I say something or write something and I get a message that says that that how much it resonated with people and that gives me the courage or encouragement to continue. So thank you for that and I hope you have a great day.